a very good afternoon to all our listeners and welcome to the 14th episode of vpod brought to you by the business cluster of iim visakhapatnam in today's episode we have with us mr anuj soneja who is currently working with icici prudential in the investment team he has a rich experience of over half a decade in the consulting industry throughout his career he has displayed his entrepreneurial strength in the past he has worked with the government of gujarat as a consultant for merger and acquisition projects and with ey as a consultant in the knowledge management domain he has also been a avid trader and has authored a book titled casual finance to educate the millennials on personal finance a very warm welcome to you thanks a lot shivam thank you it's a pleasure being here we are grateful to have you for this podcast i was looking through your linkedin and what intrigued me is that you have done your undergrad in psychology and mba in finance so how did the combination of these two turned out so uh, it's it's never been a conscious plan uh, to do psychology and then uh, mba so mba was never a plan it just happened so i'll say uh, the combination per se has just happened to me I, there was there was no conscious decision to do the same i was interested in psychology since my class 9th 10th and uh, my school didn't offer it as a subject and uh, post my class 12th i decided to do a bachelor's in psychology because uh, mbbs made admission nahi hua and things happened so there was a whole domino effect that uh, led me to psychology so the initial plan was to do masters and a phd in psych but uh, like i was into a couple of startups as you mentioned in my introduction so that actually intrigued me into getting to the business side of the things and hence i ended up doing an mba from my mbi side Okay. I have a follow-up question on the previous one. Yeah. Does the background in psychology help you understand people's narratives and behavior in the stock market from a different perspective? Uh, so yeah, there is always an upside that I'll have because uh, I've actually learned to observe things in a different manner, and that is not because of the psychology uh, bachelor's. It is more about the nature that I have. So I have a uh, curious nature. I tend to just observe people. and psychology has actually helped me uh, a lot in the various routes that i have taken in life be it entrepreneurship be it uh, mba or be it working with working in hr or mna projects so it has worked, uh, helped me everywhere but uh, and even in the stock market uh, if we see there are two parts of the equation that i see one is the quantitative part and the other is the qualitative part so frankly i'm not that good at quantitative so here is where my education in psychology comes in handy and i can add value on the qualitative aspect of the market so if we see the market say any stock price that you take or the index levels or anything for that matter it is nothing uh, it is not a price and uh, i see it as a summary of emotions of the buyers and sellers at that point in time and that is where i can add a little bit of extra value but that is not uh, because of the psychology degree it helps obviously but if anyone is observing things he might be able to achieve a similar level that's what i'll say i hope after hearing this psychology graduates can easily connect to different career domains yeah so anuj what inspired you to pen down your experiences in the book casual finance there was no specific trigger per se so it was a journey that uh, helped me pen down a book and uh, so people know that i was writing a blog on the stock markets in the se- starting second year of my mba 
and that's when i received a lot of queries around how to invest kahan paisa dalna hai kitna dalna hai kitna save karna hai and things like that and this is from people both who were doing an mba and otherwise as well and the kind of questions that people were asking uh, were really complex but the basics the general basics that people should have for asking those complex questions were not in place for example people didn't know uh, what what kind of tax regime they were in what kind of taxes they were paying and they were just trying to get into invest into equity and they didn't have a rainy day fund which is like a six month buffer that you should have people were not having that and they were just getting into bitcoin they were asking for uh, where to buy bitcoin things like that so it is a really complex question while your basics is not are not in place so that is what uh, intrigued me to write a book because no one is teaching it is not a formal education uh, that is given in india about personal finance so even if uh, you take your, the case of yourself you you might be taught valuations you might be taught mna finance sab kuch corporate finance wagera sab padhayenge but no one is touching base on uh, personal finance and it is a really important thing once you get out in market there would be no one to help you matlab you'll have to pay and so it it helps to have some kind of knowledge and also what happened is uh, the same questions were are being asked to me time and again and they were very simple questions so what happens is when you answer the same questions time and again is that you uh, lose enthusiasm and you might not be answering the same question in the same way so i myself was not being objective to different people and i might have some certain bias against some people that that is the human trait so that's why i decided to write a book and put an end to all the biases and the lack of enthusiasm and the lack of uh, justice that i was doing to people that's why i decided to write a book still n- until date people are asking me about say the tax labs and things like that and they they've said that uh, they are through with their financial planning but if that is the case you don't know your tax lab you don't know what kind of uh, money you should save and you you're saying that you're done your financial planning that uh, in that case then the things are not in place yet that was a great answer i'm pretty sure people will learn a lot from your book so anuj according to you when should one start thinking about venturing out on their investment journey and what would be your recommendation to the beginners um so answering the when part of the question is the answer would be as soon as possible and i i recommend people that as soon as a child is born if we can put a lakh rupees away for his education and then do some incremental investment every year life life would be much easier for the kid then so the answer to when would be as soon as possible it's there is no particular age and uh, answering the how part like what would be my recommendation is uh, you you should start by analyzing your goals as in what are you trying to achieve like there have to be classifications of goals and i've uh, briefly mentioned it in my book as well uh, so that's how you can start and then post this what you have to do is you get to you have to get to know what suits you the best and what would help you achieve the goals that you have in mind so once you've done this you can probably uh, see what classes of uh, securities you want to invest in so for debt you can probably just go ahead and invest on uh, whatever the government is saying say 6% ka coupon rate hai you can probably just go ahead, go ahead and invest there is not much an analysis that is required for the long run for equity uh, i'll say that start with a small amount of money start with virtual trading although i'm against virtual trading per se 
so i'll say that invest in small amounts like you can probably start with 5000 10000 bucks and then gradually increase your portfolio what what that will help you is that uh, once you put your money where your mouth is the learning would grow up exponentially from that point in time because you'll be tracking the market all the time you'll have a proper uh, knowledge around how is it going ahead what would happen and as your money is also on stake you'll take it a little more seriously third is uh, you can probably put money in in mutual funds so for that you'll have to analyze past returns although past returns are not a measure of future returns then you have to analyze what kind of fund manager is there what his performance has been and what the overall performance of the fund house has been so things like that you have to identify for mutual funds and that's how you can go ahead the other uh, things uh, that people invest is in are future and options i don't suggest a beginner to get into it unless you are doing it full time and you have taken a couple of courses i won't uh, recommend because the losses are uh, like much more than what your capital is so your overall capital can also be washed out and the last part is uh, the uncharted territory which is bitcoin ethereum and uh, cryptocurrency basically for that what i'll suggest is in invest minuscule amounts minuscule by minuscule i mean like 5 10% of your uh, overall portfolio say you have a lakh rupees of investment i'll say not more than 2 to 5000 should go into bitcoin and ethereum and thing like things like that like all the crypto part so that's what my two cents on investment would be this advice will really help everyone who are curious about personal finance so as you talked about emerging cryptocurrencies that use decentralized technology so what do you think is it a safe bet to invest in these right now so let's talk about crypto first uh crypto i think is here to stay because fundamentally we have seen multiple crashes and since 2009 it's been 12 years that all bitcoin at least has been surviving and uh, all the decentralized technology based uh, cryptos have also been surviving so my top picks would be bitcoin and ethereum and there is no other major coin that i would recommend and going forward what will happen is crypto and normal currencies are going to coexist and there would not be a blanket ban at least from a us and india government perspective like china has done india and the us are not going to do that because there is skin in the game for institutions and also for some uh, some politicians as well so it's not going to go away and how to invest in it like right now investing in uh, is it a safe bet i'll say not right now wait for a crash because right now it is at an all time high and the next halving like it's in the phase of the next halving is about to occur so that there would be uh i think there there would be a crash there is a mathematical model that goes behind it so that will take a little more time to explain i cannot explain it on a podcast obviously i would need a, a pen and paper for that so what i'll recommend is find a sweet spot and start investing in minuscule amounts like you have to invest 10000 bucks start investing 1000 rupees today when the next crash comes like it goes down 2000 dollars invest some more and if there is a major crash like say 10% 20% falls over then you can probably put in uh, five times your 5000 5000 bucks like 5000 uh, five times your initial investment so what we have to see here is one is regulations second is institutions getting into the picture and the third is uh, like it is here to stay because as as i have explained in my book 
bitcoins are analogous to gold and they 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 are a safety cushion just in case the currency crashes or the even if the stock market crashes they they would be the buffer here so that would be uh, my take on crypto thanks for that insightful answer there is a lot of narrative about credit card being a double edged sword and mm-hmm. thus people are skeptical about owning it so in your opinion who should have one and who shouldn't in my opinion everyone should have a credit card because that's what uh, keeps the economy kicking and that's what uh, would help me keep my job as well and you also get your uh, job in a couple of years maybe so uh, i i recommend everyone to have a credit card the only exception that i make is uh, when people are ahead uh, actually when people uh, just fall back on their payments and people when people are not able to manage the cycle of the credit and hence the overall finance that's where i recommend people to get out of the credit card uh, option so i had a friend i have mentioned this in the book as well so i have a friend he is a baniya so what happened is uh, he he was falling back on his payment options a uh, payment uh, terms like he was uh, back he lagged about 2 months of payments so what he decided to do is he just cut his credit card into pieces with the scissors and uh, he just paid off the debt and from that day till today he does not own a credit card so that that's when that's one case where i recommend that you shouldn't get a credit card if you're not able to manage your all the expenses so overall if you see credit card is not a double edged sword it's basically free money and uh, if you're getting free money then buy not there is no good reason i should not get it what i would not suggest is getting into the small ticket loans that are being offered by a lot of chinese and now even the indian finance uh, apps are offering it so that might uh, end you up in a lot of trouble but conventional bank credit cards are uh, good to have not just because there is free money involved but also the offers that it has and the other services like lounge and free food and things like that they the overall package is very nice that that's what i feel and uh, if you if i uh, may give you another example i just bought a, a macbook so it cost somewhere around 1.25 lakhs and i got a flat 10% off on my icici credit card so agar mil raha hai to kyun nahi it is like saving me 10000 bucks only aisa to nahi hai that it is taking me <laughs> taking my money for that no it's not so that's why i would recommend that uh, people should have a credit card but it should not be used like carelessly that that's the only double edged sword uh, thing that you might be talking about but i don't see it as a double edged sword i hope this will give people a lot of clarity coming to the end of podcast what would be that one advice that you'd like to give to the mba students there are uh, three four rules that i live by and uh, that that's what i actually advise to everyone as well so if i may uh, go ahead with two or three points not just one so one is uh, listen to everyone no matter the level because the greatest of learnings may come from the people who you consider to be the smallest so that's one second is ego is the enemy so there is a book by ryan holiday it uska naam hai ego is the enemy so if you are trying to learn ego is the biggest hindrance 
just in case ego comes in you will not be able to learn anything for that matter and today lifelong learning is a concept so ego kabhi bhi nahi aane dena is the second advice third is uh, especially for mba students uh, think beyond excel and powerpoint life is actually much more what you plan on paper and the last advice would be be prepared for disruptions life would not go as per your plan thank so, you anuj for your words of wisdom i am sure our listeners will learn a great deal from this interaction as have i on this note i'd like to conclude the 14th episode of our podcast series once again on behalf of i am vishakhapatnam i'd like to thank you for taking out your valuable time and addressing our enthusiastic student cohort thank you to all our listeners and have a great time